Man, does it seem to you like we're seeing a lot of pedophiles at places like CNN and Facebook? So you're telling this 13-year-old boy that he makes you horny, correct? Could be perceived as such, yes. Oh, quit the bull, bro. I'm sick of your bull. I won't have any restraint around you if I'm horny. Good evening. Sure does seem to me that we're seeing a whole lot of pedophiles at places like CNN and, and Facebook and now, why would that be? Is there some sudden change in people? Yes, there is. Because society is being deconstructed. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile. Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And thank you, Lord, for putting us in this time. Thank you for trusting us with us, with it. Thank you for having us live through times where the choice between you and the enemy is so very clear. Thank you for the opportunity to lead our friends to you through just the evidence of what it is to live under man's control and under human kings. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to make clear for folks what it is to live under narcissism and malignant narcissism. Thank you for all of this. I used to hear the phrase deconstructionism, and it's something that smart people like to call themselves. Well, I'm a deconstructionist. And it's a fancy word for this. It is to unbuild. So you take a society that is built and people who want to deconstruct it, they're taking it apart. But how do they put it back together? See, a society is constructed in many ways. If it is a somewhat healthy society, as for many, many years, the United States has been, was a healthy society. It's put together through almost biblical means. Come, let us reason. Come, let us debate. Come, let us find common ground where we can and where we can't. Let us, in fact, compromise. There's some areas in which we won't compromise, such as the right to life. Well, then we'll compromise on that. See, reasonable politics can be debated. Tax rates, whether or not we go to war. If so, how many troops? But that requires how many troops are they on the ground, et cetera. But that requires a decision to be a debate partner to seek agreement. This is not what deconstructionists do. Now, why talk about something as philosophical as deconstructionism when we've got the news cycle that we have? If you don't, if you haven't listened to the last hour, episode 60, hour one, Canada has fallen. I encourage you to do that maybe even first prior to this episode because it's news cycle driven, but it is the same outcome. So you have deconstructionists who want to take apart everything that holds society together, but how do they want to put it back together? See, this is the thing. Something that's been put together over a a series of 2,000 years, and at least partially, if not completely inspired by God Almighty, has been put together by many hands and many advisors. And it's gone through many iterations and many changes. And right now, the United States is sick. Canada has fallen. Australia is fallen. We're in a period where the Lord is letting countries fall, and I think it's an effort to turn eyes back to him, but on a, on a, on a, on a, uh, on, on a temporal basis. 
on a human basis, on a secular basis, we're seeing the results of deconstruction. A small group of people deconstructs what the world's population has built or what successive generations of people in the United States have built. You take a small group of people, and it's not many people who are pushing this. It's academics, it's World Economic Forum people. um, It's what we could call the elites, but tomorrow we're going to explore the most important secular paper I've read on the Great Reset because it makes clear the battle lines. The battle lines on a secular basis, a a non-spiritual basis, although it has spiritual equations and, and, and it's a spiritual matter, but on a temporal basis, this is a war between the virtuals and the physicals. This is such an important paper. So you have this small group of people who wants to take things apart that have been built by a large group of people, but they don't want to bring a large group of people into rebuilding them. Because in their minds, the humanists, the secular humanists who run the World Economic Forum and the CDC, they want to put things back together under them, under their likes and dislikes, and most importantly, under their power. And in the case of the deconstructionists, they want to do it in, in, in even if it's possible, in a more perverse way. They want to put things back together for their individual desires. They want right to be what feels good. They want harm to be determined as, does it harm me? That's what they want. They don't want to be, to define harm as that what might limit another's liberty or limit another's life or limit another's quality of life or limit another's ability to, to sustain their life. They want, to, they want to make harm something that harms them. It's the ultimate in narcissism. And what deconstructionism has done is it's aided the humanists because they're cousins. People who are deconstructionists look at all existing society and say, well, that's screwed up. And we've played all this audio. It's not a mistake that it's easy to find, guys. It's not. We played all this audio of all these perverted people who want to carry out their sexual needs on the bodies of children. They want to satisfy their lust using a child's body. That's their, and and, and in their heads, they are openly deconstructing the wall between human uh, adult lust and the bodies of little kids. Because in their mind, it's getting in the way of their pleasure. It's getting in the way of their, of their ability to be blunt, to get off. And that's primary because they're animals. Deconstructionism comes hand in hand with animalistic um, atheism. Hey, look, we're all just animals. Let me get off. I, I like kids, so let me get off with kids, on kids. And that's one example. There's others. And they so often involve the flesh. Now, by the way, the the flesh, as I'm learning about, you know, getting more and more kingdom minded, the flesh isn't always sexuality. I mean, the, the flesh can be lust for money. The flesh can be fear, right? You can fear the death of the body, but you need to balance that in a kingdom view. You balance that against, well, continuing on in the soul. They may kill the body, but if they're killing the body, 
because you're a Christian and you're dying for the cause, well, then dying for the Lord Jesus, well, then they're not really killing you. It's not going to be fun, but they're only killing the body, right? They can't kill the soul. Deconstructionists don't recognize any of that. So you go through these series of stories, and I, and I want to start here. Um, imagine that you are a mother and your daughter comes home from school and she has a permission form. And the permission form says, uh, well, this is the note from this mom. This is on Facebook. There's a link to this. If you want to see it in the show notes. My ninth grade daughter was called down to the counseling office and invited to participate in this life program, uh, life all caps in a group for 10 to 12 year, um, 10 to 12 girls referred to by one of or a teacher referred her just like the second step. The summary looked harmless, even enticing. Who doesn't want their daughters to learn more skills, to be more confident, responsible, and successful. Then on the back, the JSD wants my consent to discuss political affiliations, mental or psychological problems, sexual behaviors, orientations or attitudes, critical appraisals of close family relationships, religious affiliation and privileged relationships. Information gathered in the interview will be used to formulate a treatment program. In the fine print, these weekly groups are referred to uh, as an interview are actually counseling sessions. Number one, I'm sick of being lied to on the front of the paper only to find out this is the really going on is behavioral counseling on the back. This is so deceptive. And she points out that they intend to engage in critical appraisals of close family relationships. These are bureaucrats who intend to get into a family relationship and criticize it to deconstruct it. And the method this often takes is always on the side of the child. All right, so you really, really want... Uh, look, I'm sorry to be blunt with my language. I, I, don't, I don't seek out shock jockdom or I'd still be on radio. So it always takes a side of the child. All right, so you want to have orgies with your friends and your parents say no. Yeah, that's right. Well, how does that make you feel? Really upset because a lot of my friends have orgies. Okay. Um, do your parents, how old are your parents? Oh, my dad's 50. Okay, so your dad's 50. What about your mom? 48. Now, I'm guessing they're Christian. Yeah. All right, so look, they, they don't get it. You know, the problem is they don't understand um, because they have a limited point of reference. They don't understand modern children. They don't understand how grown up you are. They don't understand. And you know what it sounds like? I'll tell you exactly what it sounds like. You probably have picked up on it. it. Sounds like grooming because it is now, not for their gratification, perhaps in these teachers, but these kids, these young teachers, these first through 10 year teachers were brought up with deconstruction. Part of your job is to break down the patriarchy and the matriarchy. Part of it is to liberate children from what? From a, society constructed over 2000 years with many iterations input from many advisors with a solid basis in biblical truth to deconstruct that into what you, a small group of teachers want it to be because you have been taught that this is what it is because you're the victims of deconstructionism. Now this is so easy to test. It's so easy to test. Take a circumstance like this with these teachers and and just be a, a pure and blatant deconstructionist. And look, I, I okay, I'm going to try to say this in a polite way. I promise you, I am not trying to be rude. And incidentally, if you're listening to this with your kids, please stop. 
There's a whole bunch of episodes to listen to with your children. This is not one of them. So let's you're at a, you're at a session with the teachers and they're deconstructing your kid. And just try this. Hey, can I see you naked? What? I'd like to see you naked. Would you take your clothes off? I'd like to look at your body. What? What are you saying? I, I just said, I want to look at you. I'd like to see you naked. Can I look at your body parts? That that's ultimate deconstructionism. You are, you are speeding up the process of where they intend to get to anyway. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not saying these teachers are pedophiles or that they want to see kids naked, but they want to destroy the limits. And I guarantee you, you say that to some 25-year-old teacher who's, who's deconstructing close family relationships and encouraging your kids to in, in, engage in sexuality, they're going to be furious. They'll probably call the cops. They'll probably charge you with sexual harassment. And all you're saying is, look, I like to look at people naked. Why can't I look at you? I just ask, what's the harm? It never comes back to them because it's pure narcissism. You can, they can never, they never allow it to be turned on to them because it's pure narcissism. You don't get to do it to me. I just get to do it to your kids. Pure narcissism. You can see it in the mask thing. And we'll get to that later this week. I have this, um, we have a podcast coming up. Oh, it's tomorrow. It's Tuesday. It's called Pan Am Forever. And yes, it is. And yes, I'm, I'm very, very proud of the fact that it mentions the Hunger Games. Thank you very much. I was the first one. I was the first host, in my knowledge, to compare our society to the Hunger Games. I started to do it when the movie came out. And we're going to talk about that, um, that very thing with masks. I'm going to give you an example of where a school board member got furious that a mom showed pictures of her, the school board member, without masks. She got furious. Hey, those are my kids in those pictures. What are you doing to my kids? What are you doing to ours? They never allow it to be turned on themselves. So back to these stories. So that's from a school. Here's another one. This is, and, and this is actually goes on the mainstream media. There's, there's actual so-called newspapers that covered this. In fact, KTLA covered it right here. Parents say their fifth grade girls told them some of the male counselors at Camp Pally in San Bernardino, who used the they, them pronouns, spent three nights sleeping in cabins with them. Per California law, we place staff in cabins they identify with. That's what the school district said. Or the, the, the camp. That's what the camp said. Oh, well, these men, they, they're not men. They're they or them. Well, are they also, are they also kids? Sure. Deconstruct over a period of 2000 years. We have as a, as, as, as a people of of billions of people with, with how many experiments have been tried individual and otherwise a, a billion upon billions of experiments. We've arrived at society and we say things like, Adults get to do not get to gratify themselves sexually on the bodies of children because kids brains are not developed enough to understand the long term consequences of those actions. Deconstructionists look at that and say, but I like kids and I like to I like to have sex on them. I like that. I like how it feels. I like the feeling of control. I am intimidated by adults and I'm not intimidated by children. In fact, I intimidate the children. Now, even if these men didn't touch these children and no one, there's no reports that these men touched these children. It's a deconstruction that leads to no boundaries. And that is the job of a pedophile. 
That is the job of someone who seeks to sexually exploit children is to remove the barriers. And you can see this man. You can you can see this across the spectrum of stories. And what we're ending up with is this. Who was the first deconstructionist? Same as the first politician. Satan was the first deconstructionist. God built the, the I mean, God created the, the universe and the earth and everything in it. And specifically, I'm speaking of the Garden of Eden that God created and the man and then the woman. And what did Satan do? He immediately began deconstructing. That's immediately what he did. So when he set about deconstructing, he first of all deconstructed the words of, of, of the Lord and he did it in a clever way. Oh, surely you're not going to die. Oh, he, he did. He, come on. Did he really? Oh, surely you're not going to die. They didn't know what die meant. They'd never seen death. And Satan is the serpent presents that to them and he immediately began deconstructing. And the fact is this, the people who are deconstructionists are serving one master, that is themselves. They cannot conceive of a morality that has other people's interests at heart because it doesn't wash with deconstructionism. The appeal of deconstructionism is that you're building it back for you, just for you. And it so matches with the humanists like Fauci, like Klaus Schwab. And they're, they're not just humanists, they're transhumanists, which is a perverse extension of humanism because Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and a lot of these people, they know how to improve on the code in your body that God wrote. If you doubt that, I mean, you can look at the mRNA, you can listen to the words of Klaus Schwab saying that these, these things are transhumanists. You can listen to the words of the, 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 the veterinarian who's also the CEO of Pfizer admitting that the mRNA injections are in fact gene sequencing, admitting that they intend to solve the problems in the body using computer code. They do. They intend to deconstruct that. You can look at Bill Gates saying that he wants to use this device that's invented by Harvard to block the sun in certain areas. Of the world. Because in the estimation of Bill Gates, a secular humanist and a deconstructionist, these areas get too much sun. I'm just, I'm blown away by the arrogance of this. And the Lord said, let there be light. And Bill Gates said, well, uh, not over here, but uh, always at my house. The arrogance. Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Well, <laughs> inspired by that, you cannot serve yourself and God. You serve God and you take care of yourself. You serve the Lord, and in a godly way, you take care of yourself and your family. Jesus himself was the model. Look, I'm here to care for you. Hey, don't worry about where the Son of Man lays his head. 
Don't worry about that. Don't, you know, look, I'm going to wash your feet. And he's talking to the Samaritan woman at the well. And his followers bring food. And Jesus says, wait, wait, wait. I have food you know nothing about. My food is it's, it's just another way of, of the Lord saying, you know, men are not fed by bread alone. And yet deconstructionists, self-centered narcissism being installed into society as, as, as policy. It is. It's being installed as policy. Oh, uh, that's why, you know, look, I'm here. We're talking about all these tech people. It's one of the reasons that I so admire Dave the Digital at Greenhaven Interactive, because he never got sucked into that stuff. Um, when you work around, um, you know, big, powerful tech people, I think it's hard to not get sucked into that sphere because, man, it's seductive. I remember looking on paper and seeing one of my uh, my early startups that, and I was looking at the math saying, gosh, if we get this round, then just one more, I could be worth $50 million. And I remember I actually had a number in my head, 48 million bucks. And man, I fantasized about that. I thought of the things I was going to buy. I researched cars and, and I was trying to figure out where can I buy an island? I just want my own island. I made an icon of that stuff. I am thankful every single day of my life that the Lord did not let that happen. Thank you, God Almighty. Because, man, I got, I got sucked up into the uh, technocrat sphere. Dave has never done that. Dave the Digital at Greenhaven Interactive has his own business. He's got his own employees. He owns his own thing, and that's wealth of itself. But he's also a Christian man and a conservative, and he loves to work with small and medium-sized businesses. Not that he won't work with big businesses, but he likes to work with small and medium-sized businesses. One of the things that Dave has noticed at Greenhaven Interactive is that there's been some changes to Google's algorithm you guys might be buried in search. So if you've got a small or medium-sized business, take a look at how you come up in search. Search the name of your business. Search your type of business. Search for yourself on maps, etc. And if you're not coming up in the top three to five returns, you really have a problem because that's how people find you. But you also have a solution. And by the way, it's not to pay Google. <laughs> Please don't do that. First, pay Dave the digital at greenhaveninteractive.com and he will figure this out for you. He'll put a team on it. They'll show you the fixes that need to happen and then they can make the fixes on their own to your website or you can do it. Here's how to get in touch with them. Just go to greenhaveninteractive.com. Greenhaveninteractive.com. That's a guy who's maintained his soul while working in the tech business. So this all leads up to this video I watched. And when I was editing this, I, 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 cut some of the curse words out. I kind of left. I didn't leave them. You can kind of tell what they are. I later put in some bleeping and decided as much as I hate bleeping, I'm going to use it. It just sounds too sloppy. Here's the setup. This guy's name, according to justthenews.com, is Jaron Miles. He's in a hotel room. And these people who did this video on Rumble, this, well, this is from Rumble. Um, apparently this is what they do. They go around and catch predators and apparently this is their thing. And what's a sort of amusing in a way is that this, this, this brilliant tech dude, this visionary, this tech guru, as they used to say, he stays in the room. Now I doubt very much. These guys said we're cops. They probably just act like cops, but he stayed in the room and it's a long video and it is tough to listen to here. They are talking to this guy. And as you, as, as you go through this, there's a moment at the end where the female in this video starts attacking this guy, not hitting him, but she starts telling him things about himself. 
And the look on this guy's face is everything I've been saying. He is hearing for the first time, and you can see it on his face. For the first time, he's being told he's outside his bubble. For the first time, he's around people who aren't going to say things like, well, I'm not prepared to call that evil. I, I remember the first time I heard that from a family member. I had, My brother Charles came back from college. He was in my home. Uh, I was going to help him move that day. No, that's not true. We were helping my sister move. And so he and I had breakfast. We got the moving truck. He came over and we were talking a little bit and, and something in the news came up about a murder or something. And, and I said, man, it's just so evil. And, and my brother said, well, I'm not prepared to call it evil. I said, what? He said, well, there's a range of ways to look at this. And some people will think, and I go, wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. stop. Who, who told you that at college? I said, no, I know. Come on, come on. You're in college. Some professor fed you this garbage. It's not evil. Charles, this could be you. This, this could be, this, this could be your little cousins getting killed. This is evil. It's evil. Some things are evil. This is evil. And we talked in the way home about all this stuff. And I realized, my goodness, he's in a college in the middle of Washington state. And they've already brought him along into this deconstructionist thing. This guy, this apparently his name is Jaron Miles, according to justthenews.com. This guy stunned towards the end of this video. So you're telling this 13-year-old boy that he makes you horny, correct? Could be perceived as such, yes. Oh, quit the bull, bro. I'm sick of your bull. I won't have any restraint around you if I'm horny. What does that mean? It means I was flirting. I was talking to him. Throughout all of this, I'll let you know there was never any intention of ever meeting up with him. Okay. Bro. But you did set two meets with him. That I never intended to go to or you set show it up, up to. Correct. And I, I gave information, location, and all that stuff. Yes. I mean, how did I find like, you? It's not like I just pulled this out of us. It's true. You gave, the, I, you gave the hotel in the hotel room. Right. So you set the meets. So you're okay with talking sexual online as long as you don't meet the children? This is the one time I've done this. The only time. Okay, so you are okay to talk sexual to 13-year-old Corey because you knew in your head that you would not meet up with him. That, that was my rationale. Okay. He asked you what you do. I am the head of global community development for Meta. That's a pretty finger job, right? Yes, ma'am. Huge. Right? You make good money, right? Um, what, what was the title again? I mean, what is your official title? Manager of Community Development. And you said, make out with you, touch you. Is that what you said? I did. said that to a 13-year-old boy? I did. I said my cousin or Uber. He said Uber would be expensive. He said my cousin's rich. He doesn't care. He owes me. He said, ha ha, that would be crazy. And you're talking to this other boy. Can I see a pic of him? Why'd you want to see a pic of him? Just want to see what it looks like. Part of the conversation. All of this stuff. We're hoping that this 13-year-old somehow got a ride here and somehow got up here. And you weren't going to push it. You weren't going to be like, yeah, I'll come get you, come that. You weren't doing that. Maybe because you're scared to get caught or something. But you were praying, hoping that this boy would show up knocking on your door. 
That's why you gave him the address. You gave him the room number. Well, let me say, you're a very evil man, okay? You might not remember it, which is lying, but you hurt somebody, probably more than one person. This isn't your first time. This isn't my first time catching like you. By your verbiage, little boy, it's illegal, little boy. This ain't your first when she calls him evil, his whole countenance changes. His eyes go wide. His, they're going to pop out of his head. His mouth is open. I'm evil. And it's, it is a upfront, blunt object of rhetoric in his face that it has never occurred. This is how I read it. That has never occurred to him. I'm not, I have no idea how many men harbor these, these desires at Facebook or at Twitter or at CNN. But what I know is that there's way too many. What we've seen in the past six months is there's way too many. What I know is that Jeffrey Epstein sold this stuff to men. What I know is yet another Epstein associate has, has hung himself in a, in a, in a, prison cell some would say he was suicided now i don't know what really happened but what i do know is this it's the ultimate end to deconstructing a society built by people over time over two thousand years with a godly basis first in the old testament then the new and once deconstructing it which remember means taking it apart destroying it, dismantling it, the society we've built being dismantled, but put back together, not in the image of God, not with input from all of us, but with input from people who are narcissistic and powerful and have no relationship to God, no belief in God whatsoever. That's how this stuff is being put back together by the deconstructionists and the humanists. And that's how we see things like this on such a consistent basis. And with that, it is so easy to be down. But oh my goodness, the work of the Lord is shining. And a light shines in the darkness and the darkness could not overcome it. And there are lights shining. And the Lord is bringing up servants and the Lord is raising the servants and the Lord is bringing their voices forward. And the Lord is causing people to speak in public who've never spoken in public. And it is absolutely magnificent. You'll hear an example of just that from a parent named Brian Echevarria in just a second, right after I tell you, And how you can listen to my friend, Zach Abraham. I got a bunch of people tell me Zach needs an upgrade. I actually caught Zach last week when he was at home. Actually has a studio that he uses usually and is high quality stuff. But I, that, what that means to me is that people value what Zach is saying at Know Your Risk Radio, Chief Investment Officer of Bulwark Capital Management. So can I just like, I know we talk about his early retirement. He'll do that for you, figure that out for you and 
analyze that. We talk about his bond replacement strategy. You can get his common sense investing plan. And and you don't, I mean, Zach for seven years has been saying that the, uh, that what they're doing with, uh, you know, zero, zero percent interest and all this, this conjuring of money is what I call it. He's been warning us about what's going to happen to bonds. So he's got his bond replacement strategy, common sense investing. He's got all these ways to help you, but you know what he is at heart? He's a teacher. His radio show is high quality. So you go to knowyourriskradio.com and listen to that and learn from him directly. Don't stop listening to him here because I ask questions as a guy who doesn't understand the financial world the way he does. Now he will help you with your, with your, your retirement portfolio, particularly early retirement. It's a big thing uh, right now. A lot of people want to get out of the machine because we couldn't understand the machine doesn't have your best interest at heart. And if your company tried to stick you or force you to get stuck with the experimental gene therapies, which have failed in, in, unless they're not designed to help, then Zach can help you figure out if you can do early retirement. Understand this. It's always about risk management. I mean, look, know your risk radio, risk management. Yeah, there's a growth side to that, but they also want to limit any possible losses. So simply call Zach if it's early retirement, if it's common sense investing you need, the booklet, so you can do the bond replacement strategy on your own. Call 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or the radio shows at knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. So the advantage to being God's people, the advantage to being constructionists or conservatives or constitutional conservatives or Christians is that we have the truth on our side. Now, that's where the deconstructionists turn and say, oh, well, your concept of truth may not match mine. I believe that truth is in the eye of the older, relevant individual truth. No, you don't. You have your individual concepts. You don't have your own truth. That's cliched. But what we have is our lives. In the case of COVID, what we have is we don't know anybody who got injected who didn't get COVID. What we have is I know more people injured by the injections than I do with serious harm from the COVID flu. What I have is, is, is history since 1819 that the masks don't work. What I have is knowledge that a kid who believes the Easter bunny sneaks into the house and leaves chocolate-filled eggs isn't mature enough to make the decision of, should I let this adult uh, touch me sexually? Does this adult really love me when he wants to stick his body parts into my hands and etc.? Kids aren't able to do that. A kid who believes that Santa Claus shrinks himself and goes down a chimney and then reappears and brings gifts, etc., may not be ready for the, the Facebook community manager, global community manager, to, to, to con him into coming to a hotel room with money, etc. What I know is that people who've been traumatized into believing men are women. What I know is that men who want to get into women's swimming and steal medals are narcissistic. These things are all around us. And what we get to do as God's people is speak truth with love. That's the hard part with love, truth and grace together. Now, this first clip, I don't know how much grace this lady shows. Honestly, it's combat, but it's perfect. I don't, by the way, I don't think she's hateful. I don't think she's hateful at all. I, I think that what she does here is she takes the rules that the school boards have set out, the deconstructionist school boards, the school boards who've said that their fear of COVID or the cash money 
Because remember, these schools are getting cash money for wrapping these kids up in these woke masks. That cash money or the fear of COVID or the fear of being called a COVID denier or the fear of losing their school board seat or their fear of being bullied, these adults overruled their concern for the children. So listen to this mother take to the school board their technique, their hypocrisy, what proves, what she takes to them is she proves that the deconstructed science, that that's what it is. What Fauci and the World Health Organization took was the constructed science of since 1918. Face coverings don't work. Lockdowns don't work. The human immune system builds better immunity than any vaccine and, 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 and much more so than these mRNA injections. The injections aren't working. They're harming people. They can't work. They were never designed to stop infection or transmission. All these things are a result of deconstructed science. Science is, it is, it is observable. It is trackable. It is readable. It is falsifiable. It's all these things. The deconstructed science has one thing in common. Powerful people, humanists and deconstructionists, they've deconstructed biology. They're attempting to deconstruct the immune system. They're attempting to deconstruct physics. Because physics gets in the way of their desire to put woke mass face diapers on kids so they can con people and scare people and traumatize people into getting the injections. It's the same technique they use with putting men on women's swim teams. If someone objects, call them a transphobe. It's a main up word. Say they're going to be canceled. Take away their social crowd. Take away their jobs. If someone questions global warming, they're a denier. They're a racist. They're against marginalized people. It's the same technique every time and this woman fights back and she fights back so well Good evening school board members my name is alicia vaught um senate bill 739 as you guys probably know is going to be signed into law very soon so we're taking the power out of your hands and putting it back with the parents the way it should be and it's very concerning that you guys would take the power away from the parents and miss Cass, let me just say point out real fast when you were saying introducing the public address comment you said this is the time we get to hear from the students from the staff and from the community members you didn't mention parents not one bit and i think that's a big issue for montgomery county because you guys do not like the parents that's how i feel because you're taking the choice away from the parents and you're trying to take it and put it into your hands for financial reasons i don't know you're taking it away from us and we have parents law so i just wanted to point that out We sat here last year and listened to you guys preach to us about Governor Northam's executive orders and how we must follow them. You guys remember that? We do. So here's the governor that comes into office, but yet you don't want to follow his orders. Why is that? Why is it different from the last year when we were here to this year? Two different governors, two different political parties. So we were supposed to follow it last year, but not this year. That makes no sense, and it makes all of you a bunch of hypocrites, except for Dana and Jamie. Ms. Cass, you also yelled at me the last time I was here for taking off my mask, but here's a picture of you right here on Facebook with a crowd of people. That's it. With no mask on. Uh, This is my time, and I don't interrupt you. Here's another picture with you with no mask on. I'm sorry, Ms. Vaught, you are done. 
If you are going to sit there and disparage a member of our school board, then you can sit down. If you have something effective to say, I am not going to sit here. This isn't about you anymore. It's about can we have a police officer, please? Really? Yes. I, no, I'm not scared. I don't care. I would like you to either talk about something. You can talk about something that is, concerns our school board. Is there something about our students you would like to talk about? Then talk about our students. Can you please ask Ms. Vaught to leave? Thank you. What, for speaking the truth? Ms. Vaught, let's let her have, let's let the rest of us talk. Can I finish? No. If you would like to finish about students, but if your idea is to stand there... Huh? She should be able to say her piece. I've had to listen to people come and criticize me. People came here and criticized you last year? Absolutely. And I couldn't do anything about it. And publicly, I was humiliated. So people came here and they talked about your mask to your face. They they showed pictures of your family? They showed pictures of your Yeah, they did worse. There, you did. That doesn't make it right. No, it that doesn't make it right, Jamie. You're right, but I had to say those are my. That's my family. That is all. Then fine. What do you think about our family? I am not. Okay. Okay. I'm done. Time is, time is okay. up. She's we walking away. Time is up. School board bullies walking away. It's not. It's not the truth. But that's not. That's not the well, issue. So it is the truth. It's a picture of her not wearing a woke mask. <laughs> And what that lady did there is she forced that woman to reveal the fact that she cannot live within her own rules. The deconstructed science. She knows it's not true. She knows the woke masks do nothing, but she forces children to do it. And by the way, the, the, actually, the mom wasn't rude at all. She was calm. She was fact-based. These are pictures of you not following your own rules, but you're doing this to our kids. That's one way to approach this. Another way is to take shows like this and share them with people. If this, you've made it this far through this episode, I'm guessing this one means something to you. Deconstructionism is not something that you can do. I could never do an hour like this in commercial radio because of tune in factors, because people tune in in the middle of something. They never hear the beginning. They get lost. Wait a minute. We were talking about COVID. Now we're talking about the school boards and he was talking about pedophiles. This guy's all over the place. But because you started at the beginning with this, you understand what I'm trying to get across. The deconstructionists and the humanists are serving the enemy. They may not know it. When they're tearing stuff apart and putting it back together for their own good in their own image, they are not just changing 2,000 years of developed society. They're destroying it and rebuilding it in what they want it to be. And in that process, they're destroying or attempting to destroy God's word. Right. So if this is the episode that's meaningful for you, maybe this is the time that you just hit email, send it to friends and say, this is the sort of thing. This is why I listen to this guy. That's the way we reach our goal. Of, of this massive growth we're looking through. We want to grow by a hundred times. And that's a lot to ask, but you guys have done it already. And so is the Lord. So thank you for that. So that lady, she wasn't rude. This is one way to go at the deconstructionists is put them in their world. And, and for years, I had said for years and then got to do it on Rush's radio show, God Rest Rush. I think this is one of the things that we can really, 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 really point at with talk radio's power. The reason parents started to go to school board meetings in many cases and read the perverse curricula to them is because we said to do that. That's making the deconstructionists live in their world. If you're a cop in a separate country like Seattle or Portland, stop responding to calls. 
when you're dealing with neighborhoods that do not want the cops. If you show up at a house and it has the the anti-cop rhetoric on the house, have your car break down. I'm sorry, I can't come in. Make them live in the world they're creating for others. Because they won't like the deconstructed world because it's not yet reconstructed in their image. You can go just look at what they did in Minneapolis where they can't, where they, they defunded the cops. Was that many? It was, I can't remember what city in Minneapolis. They, 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 yeah, Minneapolis, they defunded the cops and then the city council got themselves private security. Make them live in the world. This parent is also one that we just thank the Lord for. This parent shows up at the school board meeting, goes very, very calmly through attacking critical race theory, but listen to how he does it with love. Listen to what he says about we have the evidence of our lives. Discrimination revolution, the CRT deal, because it's it's happening. And as a parent, I speak to other parents. There's a few things that we don't want. I'm biracial. I'm bilingual, I'm multicultural. The fact is, in America, in North Carolina, I can do anything I want, and I teach that to my children. And the person who tells my little pecan-colored kids that they're somehow oppressed based on the color of their skin would be absolutely wrong and absolutely at war with me. And I think that's the same for every parent. What the mask showed us is that the parents, the most powerful group of people in our country, that they're taking back the wheel. Now, obviously, we had to take the wheel back for the mask, but we're taking the wheel back from Washington all the way to Raleigh and into our local school board because CRT, all of that, the parents don't want it. It's a big fat lie. There's not one. If if you believe in CRT, I want to tell you you're a liar because that means you look at your black neighbor and say that they're oppressed and you look at your white neighbor and say that they're evil, regardless of the experience that you've had with them. And we're not going to do that. The parents in the United States of America, right here in North Carolina and Cambarrus County, we know that's not true because we believe the lives we live. The fact is, I've been a business owner right here in North Carolina, and I deal with white people, black people, Hispanic people. My children deal with everybody. And the racism is only happening at the government level and on the media. The fact is, you have racists, and there's like, you can't even find them hardly. You just hear the stories about them. But this is, this is what we're dealing with. The parents are taking the wheel. I have an eight-year-old daughter who is absolutely dynamic, who can do anything, athletically, intellectually, spiritually, and emotionally. She is a dynamo. And I don't want a man swimming against her in the pool. The fact is, I don't want her playing against boys in soccer. I don't even let my sons rough her up. Do you think I'm going to let your son rough her up? This is what we're talking about. Policy going back to the parents. Because if you think people who love America are willing to fight for it, you haven't met parents yet. Because I'm telling you, parents will go further down any street than anyone who loves their country alone. The party doesn't care about parents' relationships but their own. Silicon Valley is famous in their parenting for screen limits. Silicon Valley is famous for tech CEOs not having screens in their kids' hands at home. Silicon Valley is famous for the sort of private security that only, only the rich can afford. Famous for that. Silicon Valley, the homes around there, have you ever driven through those homes? In and around the valley, up on the hills? Go up by Lake Kenyatta sometime. Take a drive down through Stanford and those neighborhoods and look at the order. 
Look at the lawns and the order. Look at the Stanford cops. I think, do they still drive Volvos down there? They used to drive Volvos. Now, they're being victimized in the Stanford Mall by the everything goes deconstruction of law enforcement, but not up in the hills. This stuff's not going to wash up in the hills because private security is going to take care of it very quickly because the gates are very high because the guards are well-trained because in the richest of the rich, they're not even driving themselves home. And 90% of them vote for the deconstructionists because what the deconstructionists do is the same trick. The devil always plays. He always hides in good. He's always on the side of the people until he's not until the deal is closed until he done died and gone to hell. Not on your side anymore. Is he? God, who's always on your side, has gone to these great links to bring you back into the family. Look at all the order. Simply as that gentleman just said, simply look at your lives and the order. Look at the heartbeats. Look at the makeup of your blood. Look at the eye. Look at a bumblebee flying backwards. Look at light versus day. Day versus night, rather. Look at the order. Look at the solar system. Look at the DNA. He's a God of order and a God of freedom. The side that is deconstructing this has made a decision. They've chosen a side. When I was thinking up this episode and doing the show research, I was moved to do something I've never done before, which is a double music review. I never talked much about Bob Dylan because quite frankly, there's like three Bob Dylans. There's the Bob Dylan of the Lay Lady Lay era who could actually sing. There's the Bob Dylan of the folk artist gone to New York era. Great lyrics, less great singing. And then there's the Bob Dylan now who is unintelligible, uninteresting, bitter, boring. And it's not just even not singing anymore. It's, it's almost purposely snidely nonverbal, and yet he still sells out halls. But an artist is also known in a guy like Dylan for the songs that people cover. And sometimes the songs of Dylan were so much better in other people's hands that it took a while for us to realize what Bob Dylan can actually do and does actually do on occasion Uh, You can listen to Jimi Hendrix's reinterpretation of Bob Dylan's songs. You can listen to the birds' incredible reinterpretations of the songs. Sometimes it's just a stark reinterpretation from a woman that, or an artist I don't even care for, but reminds us of something special about Bob Dylan, particularly in these times. And that was an almost biblical sense of lyrics. It's difficult to listen to the song, Hard Rain's Gonna Fall, and not think of the book of Revelations. To me, it's almost impossible. Patti Smith at an award show covered Bob Dylan's Hard Rain's Gonna Fall. And she's not an artist I particularly care for, but when I listen to this and I think about the state of things today, it's hard not to give it a second listen. 
sun Where have you been, my darling young one? I've stumbled alongside of twelve misty mountains I've walked and I've crawled down six crooked highways I've stepped in the middle of seven sad forests Been out in front of a dozen dead oceans Been ten thousand miles on the mouth of a graveyard It's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard rain gonna fall. It is a hard rain that's gonna fall. Bob Dylan had a talent at one point for presenting that to us in those senses that are almost biblical. He had a run-in with a motorcycle and an accident in a hospital bed. And for a time, Bob Dylan spoke a bit like a Christian and said, in fact, that I believe he'd become one. I don't know where his travel with God is at anymore. I don't know if he knows the Lord. I don't know if he's turned his back on the Lord. But I listened back to a song that, first of all, proves that Bob Dylan was not immune to the influences of the 70s, not immune, and and to his credit, he's always been a bit of a chameleon, but not immune to the influences of the 70s. You can hear almost a hint of disco in this, but it really is for our times. Because inaction is an, it is an action. Choosing not to move is choosing your move. Choosing to serve yourself is to choose not to serve God. To choose to deconstruct is to choose to, const- to destroy. What God is doing now in my mind is he is making it impossible to not choose. And here's what I mean. Keep your head down. Don't make any noise. You're going to be okay. Because you're serving a side. It's not the side that's going to win, but you're going to be okay on the earth. On the other hand, if you choose the side that's always going to win, and that's God's side, you've made a positive decision. Bob Dylan spoke about the necessity of choosing side. Matthew, the biblical scripture, the scripture we quoted earlier, made it very, very clear. The Lord Jesus said, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Bob Dylan said, you got to serve somebody. See, he chose to serve a disco beat. Almost brings to mind emotional rescue by the Stones. You may be an ambassador to England or France. You may like to gamble. You might like to dance. You may be the heavyweight champion of the world. You may be a socialite with a long string of pearls. But you're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. And I would only change one thing, Robert Zimmerman. That is that you are serving somebody. You are. By your action or inaction, you're serving somebody. You're serving yourself. If you're not serving the Lord, you're serving the other side. Hey, 
I was guilty for many years. This is the Todd Herman Show. Go be well, be strong, be kind, and be right with God.